All opinions are our own. We do not speak for any specific groups or people. We are not experts and are often wrong, but we look great. Am I right, witches? do for each other i do i do see that i think that my husband and i ended up together <laughs> i realized that andrew I was like recording to, i like to start recording while matt's talking hi <laughs> i'm matt take him by a surprise <laughs> and i'm here with my bestie andrea hi say hi andrea. hi andrea hi. and we're also here with special guest the one the only you know her to know her is to love her and you know her so you must love her Mel, I goes to be Hi. Hello. Oh my friends. goodness. Hello, hello, friend. We are very lucky to be able to call her a bestie to the pod. We love Mel. <laughs> yes, and if y'all love ever it. Um, welcome, actually start your what is it? Not coffee. The other one, Patreon. Uh, oh yes. yeah, I'll be on there too. So, Ama- I, oh my gosh, I've got we ideas. We need to sit down and have like. A business meeting, Matthew. We do. We have those sometimes. <laughs> We're very professional over here at Am I Right Witches. I call him. I go, are you busy? I got some business to discuss. Some business. And I say, I'm talking to my best email. I got to go. And then <laughs> he says, I'm very busy, busy actually. <laughs> I say, actually, I'm very busy. I have a blanket on. So I know. Oh, I wow. can't talk right now. My I'll blanket has snowmen on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Mel, Mel is like off putting her kids to bed. I'm like, I'm talking to Mel. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm busy. That's fine. We have a... So there's like this group chat that I'm a part of called the Bestie Coven, and it's basically just a bunch of ADHD um, witchy moms that vent to each other, and that's that's basically it. It's just like a big, you know, shit the fest. Bestie Coven, I love it. Yeah. One time I asked Matt if he wanted to join a coven, and he said no. And then like 20 minutes later, he was like, "Why don't we have a coven?" I have no yes, idea what lighting. you're talking about. I have no idea. That never happened. And you sound crazy. <laughs> it was on the podcast. You sound crazy. <laughs> I think yeah, fighting is my favorite part of this show. <laughs> For the hysterics. <laughs> yes, my mom the hysterics. Me too. We were watching Wednesday. and Oh my god. Um, I was like, no, Gomez didn't kill this guy. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Murder. I was like, Gomez didn't kill this guy. He's covering for Matisha. And my mom goes, that's not what's happening. And then like <laughs> 10 minutes later, she goes, oh my god, Gomez didn't kill this guy. She's cov- he's covering for Matisha. And I was like, I just said that, mom. She goes, no, you didn't. <laughs> There's nothing more infuriating than somebody like repeating your own idea back to your face. Like she goes, "No, you it didn't." Ju- it's like, dude, we just had this conversation. Like literally, just now. This is not a novel idea. Yeah, oh, everyone just gaslights me. Apparently, it's fine. Uh, and you take it like a champ. <laughs> I go down swinging. Andrew's like you're literally not talking to Mel like I'm talking to her and I'm like no 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 I'm busy I'm talking to Mel I'm talking to Zoe I'm talking to somebody I'm talking to Zoe or Mel or Krista somebody oh my goodness so what Andrea needs to do in the future well I'm not gonna say is she needs to text me and be like are you talking to Matt right now and then I'm like breaking up your relationship I'll be the homewrecker by accident no no I'll just switch to Krista I'll just I'll switch it up every once in a while yeah I'll make sure I'll I'll have a little group chat be like are any of you talking to Matt I'm like, Krista, you can never give Andrea your number. <laughs> and everyone listening, that is our bestie at Crochet Witchwares that we mentioned on the podcast. So what you're going to do is you're going to go, go on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> you're going to type it at Crochet Witchwares. But you know yeah, what you're going to do first. In the, Krista's in the group chat. She's you're going to You're going to go on Instagram and do a type in at Eggles Meal. <laughs> and, and you know, Mel, 
if I could call you Mel, I'm going to call you Mel. Um, yeah, everybody calls me Mel. <laughs> if you go on Instagram and you were to type in at Agos Mio, uh, what mm-hmm. would you find? Like, what, what would be there? Yeah, so uh, Agos Mio was, and I guess is again now, a paranormal podcast that centers Latin American and Caribbean experiences, like very specifically. Um, I have been obsessed with the paranormal and true crime since I was a kid. And so, of course, I listened to a ton of paranormal podcasts, right? And I started to realize, like, okay, they're telling the same stories over and over and over again, like either stories based on the United States or, like, European folklore. And I was like, but there's so much more than that, right? So um, my family is Cuban. My parents immigrated from Cuba in the 60s after the revolution. Um, And I was the first generation to be born here in the States. So I was like, well, what are what are like the Cuban stories? And then that got me thinking, well, what are the Caribbean stories? And I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Latin America has like so much folklore and history. Um, I want to I want to learn more about it. So that's kind of that's what you would find there is little like tidbits of Latin culture. And more recently, over the last few months, um, I sometimes put up like different tarot spreads that I use personally as journaling prompts. Um, so you'll find that too. Amazing. The first time I heard the name, oh, Matt left. <laughs> He'll come back. Yeah. First time I heard the name, I laughed so hard. I thought it was the best pun I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> I have to, I want to shout out my cousin though, because he has another pretty excellent pun that I, I love. Um, he is in a, like a, band a local band and their name is Juan Love like J-U-A-N Love <laughs> I was like bro we got those Cuban puns down like we can I love this. it I yeah. am about as white as it comes I have taken like six years of Spanish I know very little but <laughs> but I heard the name and Matt was like what do you mean it's a pun and I was like yeah adios mio it means oh my god <laughs> yeah it's great um <laughs> and I mean I know this doesn't apply to you specifically, but my podcast is in English, and I don't think that you have to speak Spanish to like be able to like claim that that part right. of your background or culture or whatever. It's just part of part of being in the states is you're going to speak English, and it's going to get lost. It only takes like three generations to lose yeah. a language, so they're just so hard to pick up. And learning a le- learning a language is hard. <laughs> It is hard, and we start so late here, like in the states. We yeah, start in like middle or high school, and by then it's really difficult to pick up. So, um, yeah, I took French in high school, so I took it for like I think all all four years, and like all I can remember is like parlez-vous anglais, <laughs> which is all I, I yeah. knew when I was in Paris. <laughs> I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I tried. I do a little French, too, because I used to do ballet, and they speak mm-hmm. French. Then I tried to learn French on my own, and all I learned was how to say, I, I am a horse. Oh, yeah. Je suis French un cheval. I love that. <laughs> our French teacher, like, on the last day of school, he would, he didn't care anymore, obviously, because it was, like, our senior year or whatever, and he was like, you can ask me any question, like, whatever. So my stoner friend at the time was like, how do you say, do you smoke? hot and he so he, he taught us so that has stayed in my brain like there you go you like, need the important stuff he, yeah yeah that's all you gotta know you need the important language yeah um that's funny um so so wait what's the story reloading oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay 
I was wondering what the story story was with the grocery store guy, the sandwich bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen him in like a week. I haven't had any orders to pick up from there. And I went there for dinner one night and he wasn't working. And I thought rude. I thought, how rude? How terrible? I'm tempted to place an order just so that you can go there and then you can just like keep the sandwich. <laughs> well, because for a while I was like seeing him like once a week and then I was um, delivering a Chick-fil-A order and it was to the sandwich shop and I was like, mm. I wonder if it's for him. And it was and I was like, what are the odds? What are the odds that I got the order to bring to him? There's signs. You no, know? so I think it's fate. I think it's fate. <laughs> I think it's fate and you just need to like Go in there, and if he's not there, ask a coworker like, "Hey, when is so and so working again?" And, and then he'll know it's... like that you're interested, right? So yeah, right. Know, like when you go in, depending on how he treats you, if you should go any further or yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I don't even like the deli that much. So mm-hmm. like, if he doesn't feel that way, like I could move on and be fine yeah. with my life. <laughs> yeah, I could sure. do without these sandwiches. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like them either. I mean, a paycheck is a paycheck, you know? A paycheck. Well, I mean, he's ordering Chick-fil-A for lunch, so. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, your podcast, is it, like, yeah. ghost stories? Is it true crime? Is it a little That's bit a- of every spooky thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, my my podcast centers on, like, paranormal experiences and phenomenon. So it's a mix of the history of that phenomenon or story or legend, whatever. And then um, like the modern version. So the historical tale that it came from, the modern stories. And then if I can find them or if people submit them, um, true encounters that people have had with that thing. So um, we've had like, Marian apparitions that we've covered. We've done um, duendes. We've done Edgukui. Like, I think I've had, I've put out like nine episodes. Um, And the only reason it's only been nine, even though I've been doing the show for like two years, is because for about nine months in the middle, I was part of a program with Spotify that took up a lot of my time outside of my normal full-time paid job. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were developing a, like a pilot to pitch to Spotify and to be able to pitch out to other um, companies if we wanted to, to see if we could, you know, become part of their like exclusives or whatever. Um, so that was super fun. But while, the whole time I was in the program, I pretty much stopped doing shows because it was just too much work. Like I mm-hmm. do everything, the research, you guys know, the research, the writing, the recording, the editing, like it's a one woman show and I've got kids and a full time job and it was just too much. So I was yeah. Yeah, welcome back, Matthew. But I heard. Thank you for joining us again. Were you temporarily raptured? Is that what happened? I was temporarily raptured. It was a weird thing, but I heard. It happens whenever we I have heard, guests. I heard. Yeah. You know, it's fine. It's okay. We handled that. I don't need to. We talked it's... about Deli Boy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just all like the EMF. Oh, oh yes, like yes, interference yes, yes, yes. because you're always. I said I was like yeah, like spirit world. It's the swamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that? What? That was I don't know. S-I-R-I. We've been tapped. Oh. We've been tapped, oh, wait, Andrea. Is that my watch? Yes, it is. <laughs> like why? Literally, no one. Said the They're name. like someone said EMF. 
Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's like our Google Home used to go off in our kitchen every freaking day at like 3.30. And it was terrifying. Like it would be like, that is yeah, because it was everybody was in bed. Nobody was awake. And you'd hear, I'm sorry, no, I ma'am. didn't catch that. Could you repeat it again? And I was like, oh, like, there's no. a reason you didn't catch that. <laughs> I didn't no, say man. anything. Yes, no, I have we that. We got Palo us Palo Santo. And no, no, wait, like, Sage. But Palo Santo. Nope, Fair. you're not allowed here if you're going to be talking. I have my Palo Santo spritz and I spray it around and I go, no, no, no. I go, ah, not today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something in this house that gets mad when I try to cleanse it out. So hmm. we just. We're Maybe friends now. It's fine. We're yeah, besties. Exactly. It's Maybe fine. it just wants to be friends. It was like, uh-uh. I lived here first. And I was like, okay. You're yeah. like, look, bro. We can cohabitate. Just Her cat tries to get in. Like, I'll tell you whatever I'm cleansing my space. You go into the closet and I won't cleanse you away. Yeah. Oh, no. My cat, su- my cat successfully gets in. She can open doors if they don't fully latch. And this door doesn't fully latch. It's just, it's just She like releases the, the beast. Yeah. She visits the beast. They're friends. So Florida doesn't have basements. So basements in general are like a very creepy concept to me. But I I don't understand (laughs) why every basement, like the furnace room, is the scariest freaking room in the entire Oh, no, I can confirm. Ours, too. Ours, my dad has his collection of Stephen King books in there that he hasn't touched in years. And they're covered in dust. It's terrifying in there. I'm surprised they're not covered in mold, because, like, well, I mean, your basement's really, like, nice and finished, but I know basements can get really damp, like, in the summer and stuff. Well, we have, like, a dehumidifier, too. Mm. We're not basement amateur. (laughs) My basement has to have in the uh, winter or whatever dehumidifier, or then, or no, in the summer dehumidifier, and then in the winter, every once in a while, a humidifier. It does get dry down It depends on the season. It's really killing my skin. I have to, I have to, like habitually moisturized down here. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Oh, I'm, yes. so, I'm as well. too well, I... lazy to do that. <laughs> well, I live on a freaking swamp, so it's just it's just the life that I live. Like Shrek. I'm one of the marsh people. Yeah. I love it. Um, My whole state is a swamp, swamp, so... Um, I, can, yeah, <laughs> I can relate. I once... <laughs> but that's... I once referred to Florida as a swamp state for swamp people. <laughs> it is. It 100% <laughs> is. And we even have the Swamp Ape, which is like our version of Bigfoot. So it's, I love uh, it. It's great. Honestly, you needed your own. You, you needed your own. <laughs> we did. Um, but yeah, no. I, uh, my house, no. My house, the swamp, the energy. There's a lot of energy that just happens. There's a lot of stuff that comes through. And I'm just like, all right. And then the house has its own energy. Like, where if there are people, like, if someone well, visits and we're not here. houses have their own energy. They do. Yes, I agree. And ours will, or it's my dad. It's, it's a mixture of both. And we'll, they'll, like, stalk someone if they come in the house and the rest of us aren't home. Stalk them? they leave. Like, literally, we'll, like, be next to them, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, that's fun. We love that. So Should have people I test told you that they feel like that? Like, <laughs> yes. No, when they go to your people. house, they're like, ew, I feel Should like I... there's, like... Should I show up also, when you're not there and walk in? Yeah, like, if, <laughs> well, like if they come to, like, help Harry take Harry out or something, my sister's dog. Or if, like, if I leave my, like, someone that I'm not when is close with like alone to go to the bathroom or something for a second and then like come back they'll be like yeah i got like a weird like sheer like sheer, like cold like oh, i've never gotten and stuff that. and you were gone that's wild yeah that's because they like you no like, my hair. Well, also the deities that i work with like me 
or like you, sorry, the dudes that I work with like you as an Android. Well, I am so like they your will, like, be nice only to her. friend, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that, funny because he a, has so many friends. That's a strong statement. Because <laughs> um, Krista at Crochet Witchworks is coming over later, and I'm going to tell you said like that. I'm your most consistent friend. <laughs> yeah, because you guys have known each other since, like, elementary school or something, right? Oh, yeah. Like, forever. Yeah. yeah. They're yes. used to Andrea. They're like, this girl again. Uh, oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have They're the like, energy. Yikes. She's fine. Well, then her freaking deities will come and visit me in my house, and I'm like, listen. It's because I ignore yeah. them. Or I the try to get them to turn against Freya. each other. It doesn't work. <laughs> Rhea and Loki are the most vocal of Andras Loki's that I don't the one I keep trying myself. to get to go rogue, because who else would go rogue if not Loki? So, so Mel, so what yes. led up to this Spotify journey? Like, what was, like, how did this come about? Yeah. It was all... Coincidence, synchronicities, I don't know. So, okay. So the podcast initially started, like I said, because I was interested in learning more about myself. But what set me down that path was, um, as it did for many of us, the pandemic destroyed my mental health. Like I was in a really bad place and um, I went to go get Reiki work done from the, the lady where I usually will go to just get like a regular massage. Like I did a Reiki session with her and... During the Reiki session, I very distinctly felt the spirit of my grandmother come and like hold my arm, but on the opposite side of my body from where the practitioner was holding my arm. So like I knew it couldn't be the practitioner because she had both of her hands like on this side, like on my left side. And I distinctly felt like my grandmother's hand, like her skin texture, everything like just like, like rest on my arm. And it happens to be the grandmother that I, I believe comes to visit me in my dreams regularly, like when I'm going through a really hard time. Um, so that happened. And that kind of like made me think like, oh, that's a, like, that could be considered a ghost story. How come I never hear ghost stories from like, you know, other, other Spanish people anyway? Like not white so people. Like <laughs> Yeah, all of them. All, look, okay. No, but I'm, I'm being gonna serious. I'm going to go on a side I rant here. No, but, go for it. Do it. But I'm going to go on a side rant here. And one of the things that's really interesting about being Latin American is that we're white too, right? A lot of us yeah. are white because we're the colonizers. We come from the Spaniard and the Portuguese, like, eth- like ethnic groups. And... So, like, I feel like the journey of being an immigrant, especially, like, a Latin American or Caribbean immigrant, is one of, like, this constant liminal space, like, this in-between, right? Because you straddle being both the colonizer and the colonized, because a lot of us have indigenous indigenous ancestry as well, because our, our you know, ancestors enslaved the indigenous people and raped mm-hmm. them and did, like, horrible things. Um, so like we're in between colonizer and colonized, like we are the people that particularly like the light skinned, white skinned, uh, groups in Latin America are extremely racist towards indigenous people and towards black people and towards, uh, Asian people that have immigrated there over the years. And yet we get discriminated against here. Like in the United States, I've had people call me. A racial slur to my face i've had people deny my parents seating at a restaurant in like the 80s because they were speaking spanish like to their to their parents to my grandparents so um 
yeah, hashtag white people, I guess. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to, I want to acknowledge my white privilege and also like kind of this all is kind of part of the show is like that in-betweenness of like being in between mm-hmm. our, our ancestors and our present and how we reconcile that, that difference, that bridge. Um, There's a yeah. lot there. There's See, and I'm so much there. Have not. I'm glad that you have a way of communicating that. I'm glad that we have platforms such as yours that can say this. Because like me and Andrea, we can't be like, <laughs> oh, you know, how we're in between colonizer. Like we don't. Like we are the colonizers. Like we yeah, don't. We can't like, sit here and be like, yeah, but you're also white. Like my family right. was on the Mayflower. Like <laughs> I can't. Like oh, mine yeah. was in the Revolutionary War. 100%. Yeah. So like we. My mother-in-law's family was a Mayflower family too. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Roger Williams side. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, I can't, like, the closest <laughs> thing I have to that is that um, my father had was very dark. Mm-hmm. He was, actually, he was Italian, but he was very dark. And in the summer, he got, like, he would have a thick black mustache. Like, he mm-hmm. would look not completely white. Yeah. And, or white, really, at all, at some points. And yeah, Jet Black would have a hair, super tan. And my mother is Scandinavian, like, roots back to the Mayflower um nordic german uh so like and i when i was younger i had olive skin but i had platinum blonde hair and like much and i have like light eyes and my sisters both are ginger like Mm -hmm. have reddish hair and like you know not brown eyes so one of my sisters who's a ginger like would yell if she got mad at my dad like especially in the summer if like especially like on vacation and stuff if we're in like a like a white vacation to like yeah (laughs) And no. not gonna name which no, one. Don't want not the one you always talk about. Um, <laughs> not the one I always talk about. That's Montauk. But like my sister, if she would get mad, the really really light one who was like super when you think of a ginger, um, uh, got her first son for walking mm-hmm. across the parking lot. But she would just yell. Like she'd be like, oh, like, oh I don't know this guy. Oh, that's not and, great. Like, would like, <laughs> and like, and it would yeah, work because he didn't oh, look yeah. like, like her dad. But, like yeah. he didn't look. Yeah, yeah. That's and like wild. even it's like. And depending on, like, with my mom, I looked like her because I had such light hair. Like, I was tan, but I had such light hair that it's, like, it was fine. And, like, our faces are similar. And, like, with my dad, when I would get darker in the summer, it made sense because I looked darker. Right. You also, but, like, like, have her... his eyes. What? Oh, yeah. Well, I have. It depends on which parent you see me with. Like, I look like whatever parent I'm next to. Mm. Yeah. So, and it's a lot easier to be next to my mom now. So, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Um, so that being said, like everyone, well, everyone who's met me like college and on, because he died when I was in high school, everyone who's met me like college and onward is like, you look so much like your mom because they have right, no right. context. But yeah, no, so that's the closest I can come to is like how my dad yeah. would get treated not always as nice as my mom. And like my sister, if she was bad, would be like, eh, I don't know him. That's and like terrible. people believe you her. You can't do that. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> you can't do um, that. I remember, so my dad's side of the family is like from Southern Spain. Um, So they had a lot of like Islamic Middle Eastern way back when, like in the crusade times influence down there, a lot of like Moorish influence. Uh, So my dad looks Middle Eastern, like he is very, very dark red skin, black curly hair. And after 9-11 happened, he got a job that required him Mm. to travel a lot. And he would always, every time he had to go through TSA, get the random check from the TSA officers. And then when I started traveling more after high school, I would get the same thing because in the summer I get very, very dark. Um, I've actually, I've had people from India and Pakistan ask me if I'm Indian or like Pakistani. So like, yeah. And, and always those 
random TSA screenings where they have to like swab your hands and check all your bags. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Anywho, what was the question? The question was. Was there a question? Yes, Matt had asked a question. We were Matt, talking did about you the put show. all? He's gone again. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think. We were talking about the show, how we about the, show. Um, the types oh, of like, stories. Yeah, what led up to the whole Spotify stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, after I had released a couple of episodes, um, I got, I was using Anchor. Yay, mm-hmm. shout out Anchor. Um, we use Anchor. I know. I love Anchor. Because <laughs> we it's have great. the ad in the front. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> the ad in the front of all mine, too. Um, so I was using Anchor and I got an email from them because Anchor is owned by Spotify that was like, hey, we noticed that you tagged your podcast as like Hispanic or Latino or whatever. Um, and we're doing this thing. It's kind of, I don't remember how they worded it, but it was, it's basically like an incubator for Latin American podcasts. It was like the first iteration of this program that they do called SoundUp in Mm -hmm. the U.S., And they were like, you know, apply and it'll be like an eight week intensive program where you go through and at the end you pitch, you pitch your show to Spotify for a chance at like an exclusive deal. And I was like, cool, that sounds fun. I'm going to apply. I'm never going to get it, but I'm going to apply. So I, I filled out the application. Yeah. And, um, um, couple of months later, I got an email that like I had made it into the top 20. Oh. And they wanted to do an interview, like a virtual interview. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do the interview. I'm still not going to get it. Like, obviously, this is ridiculous. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, yeah, so I did the interview um, with Fernando, who's in charge of, well, he was at the time, like the um, the person in charge of leading us youths through the program (laughs) and he was great we chatted for a while and like two days later i was told that i had been picked so i was one of 10 people that were picked out of like a thousand yeah that's incredible yeah to be part of this and it was great it um it was a little chaotic like i said it (laughs) it was nine months and remember initially it was like eight weeks (laughs) is what they said on the application so it actually it was the first time they did this program um in the states with latinos and uh so it was a bit of a learning curve i think for for that for sound up um but overall it was a great experience like we all of the people in the class all 10 of us um became really close like really good friends we all had different interests, which was nice. So it wasn't like, it didn't feel super competitive because we weren't trying to cut, like to pitch the same type of show. Somebody right. um, like one of my friends, Leah, who's a Latina wealth activist on Instagram, her show is all about empowering Latinos to create their own wealth uh, through, through money. So she's like, she's getting her like second or third master's degree right now to like become a financial advisor Wow. But she does like banking and all types of stuff. So she gives um, financial advice to people so they can build generational wealth. Right. And then I have another one um, who, Miriam, her platform is all about eliminating fat phobia in the Latin community because body, 
body commentary is just so common in our culture. Like everything mm. is about your looks. It's all about perception and how people see you. And it's a huge issue. Uh, so yeah, anyway, we all had different platforms. We all had different things and we all just got really close. And then Spotify flew us out for um, a week in LA last year to, it was like last July, July of 2022. And that was our last week together. So it was the first time we all met in person. We all got to listen to each other's shows for the first time. And um, and it was just fun. It was just a really good time. So I'm glad I did it. It was, it was a really fun program. And I would certainly recommend that if they do them, you know, in the future and they have like a category that you fit into to apply because they've done like LGBT programs over in Europe, uh, I think in Germany and in Sweden and somewhere Sweet else. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Andrea, we're gay. You know, sometimes I forget that. Well, I'm gay. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're my, doing. My about. brain's like, mm, I'm not like, I'm like, I'm white. I don't know. I'm not in like a minority. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gay. I'm a non-binary and I'm gay man. <laughs> I'm living my best life. I'm bisexual. <laughs> I'm queer. See, queers is a label I can't, I have such a hard time, like, putting on myself. Like, I'm pan, so I'm, I'm you know, under the bi umbrella or whatever. Oh, no. But it just, queer just feels so weird to me to, like, tell myself that, like, I'm queer, you know? Well, I have a similar... I feel like it's a whole thing, because Matt said the word queer in front of my mom once, and I swear, she, I've never seen her more shocked. She my mom like, also was, like, word. shocked. And I was like, you can't say that word. Yeah, I was like, as long as it's not in a mean way anymore, it is like a label for people now. Yeah. I feel like it's been reclaimed really well by the community. But I think because I didn't realize that I was like, I don't think I realized my own sexuality until I was an adult. So it feels very weird to mm -hmm. me to like put that label on myself. When I, when I grew up, like I graduated high school in 2004, like people would use queer all the time as a slur like as an insult yeah. like gay was the same way like oh you're so gay like no hillary duff figured that hillary out duff she fixed that had one. a psa that said don't <laughs> say do you know what one. you say what do you say she was like you know you really shouldn't say that but i have i mean i it's not necessarily out of a place of um using the term negatively but as a place of like imposter syndrome like with non-binary yeah. and yeah. like being under the trans umbrella it's like because i I'm a he they and like I'm a demi boy. It's like I feel like I don't right. or a demi man. Um, I just, <laughs> you're a man. <laughs> I just I don't and because like I still use he and like I don't I have ex like experimented with the way that like I present and like the way I dress and the way and like I don't like like I I do dress like a more traditionally quote unquote which like I hate the binary which is part of it. I just hate the binary but yeah. in a quote unquote more masculine way like i don't like i don't like wearing skirts i don't like wearing a lot of makeup i don't like like it's just not something i like to so i like dressing the way i dress but i still am like at the binary like i'm i'm not really a guy but i'm definitely not a girl so i'm like mm -hmm. yeah i'm like somewhere in that range and i'm like f gender but i still feel like because i'm not like actively um presenting myself in a way that would be shocking or in a way that would be different or in a way that would be transformative quote unquote it's like i feel like i not really belonging under the trans umbrella which i know yeah. i do because i don't identify with the gender i was assigned at birth at least not completely so i know that that's like what it means to be in like the non-binary umbrella mm -hmm. but i do have some issues accepting that or being like oh yes of course i'm non-binary or of course i'm non-binary under the trans umbrella or whatever like i just Right. I have a hard time saying that all the time. And there's also like people like in the community who are very gatekeeping. They are very about it. Like, and yes. they're like yeah. 
say they're also going like no you're not yeah like, but, but i am yeah. yeah so i mean that's that's a whole other issue but you know what andrea <laughs> love wins you know love, love wins. wins andrea and mel yes. fun fact <laughs> i don't know if it you're does. aware of love winning but it does it does <laughs> It hasn't won in my life yet. Um, no, no, me neither. <laughs> but you know, I'm waiting. It's fine. Listen, I'll... there is self love. Self love. Oh yeah, that's one. That that's I call a that a tie. Battles. I call self love a draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, also, I would like to um, use my white privilege. Excuse me. I would like mm -hmm. to use my excuse. Me, I would like to just yeah. pull it out and say, excuse me, white privilege. I like to pull it out and say that I am supporting Mel's story from earlier about traveling because my mom for work like for her job had has to travel a lot to the middle east or did at one point and she would go to like all of the like countries that like even if they didn't like each other within the middle east mm -hmm. and again she platinum blonde hair naturally like tall skinny scandinavian never gets stopped and has stamps yeah. from like every middle eastern country and was like going like all over the place <laughs> and never and like me going to germany it's like i'm not as light as my mom i'm not i mean i'm not as dark as i used to be but i'm like i have the pinkish undertones you know whatever and my last name is german so when I traveled to Europe a while ago, um, the guy in front of me, I also dressed, I like dressed nicely on the plane because I knew from my mom traveling. So I dressed nicely and I was with people that were my age and I was, and they, the one in front of me and the person behind me that I was with both dressed not that great. And like, were kind of, um, they just, they looked kind of ragged muffy. They both kind of got like asked a bunch of questions. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And so then I go up and I smile and I'm like, hi. And he's, and this is going to Germany. And he's like, oh, do you know, do you speak German? And I was like, oh, you know, sorry, I don't. And he was like, oh, you know, maybe one day, like, bye, have a good one. And like, that's all he said to me. And like, yeah, but the person in front of me and the person behind me, he was like, who are you? Where are you going? What are you doing? What is this for? Are you in a group? And me, he was like, oh my gosh, you don't even speak German? My goodness. And I was like, oh, you stop it. Uh, I'm going to go though. And he was like, okay, have a good one. Uh, but yeah, no. So Actually, they were super nice in Germany. I love Germany. Yeah. yeah, I've heard really good things about Germany. Yeah, they're doing great now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am actually, I'm more German than anything else. So we love. We love. I'm more, we found out I'm more Irish than anything else. And then Polish. So I'm very pale. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I've I never think... not been pale. <laughs> mm. Is it 23 of me tells me I'm very... Um... Spanish and Portuguese, I think is my you? one. You? Spanish and Portuguese? <laughs> wow, wow B. This is a scandal. You heard it here on Every Right, which is exclusive. Listen, Igos Mio is a Spanish-centered podcast, <laughs> but not a Spanish-language podcast. We love. She's accessible. Um, I am. Bring to me the your white ignorant American. I will check it. Yeah, to all you ignorant white like American and Europeans and people that know English, she will let you know. She'll she'll tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, man, I... It is my goal in 2023 to use my white privilege to become a menace to society. That's, That's easy. Because who's going to stop me? <laughs> That's what every white person does. Not the police? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not the police. I might as well be a menace. <sighs> Oh my god, I had a, uh, no, just, I can't, I can't, just bad experiences, but I just can't even, I just, no, that, that's all I'm gonna say about that, is just can't even, just airplane mode your phone, everybody, mm -hmm, airplane mm -hmm, mode your phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's my quote on that. <laughs> on me saying the cops aren't gonna get me. <laughs> me, me. like, just airplane mode. I don't know her. I, I drove around, I drove around for three months in an unregistered card. No one oh! stopped me. 
Oh. Oh yeah, my tag, my tag was expired for like a year because I applied for a new custom tag and it was ready and I just never picked it up. So I was just driving around with expired plates yeah. and I'm like in a minivan. Nobody's gonna pull me over. Yeah. No. Also, like, One. not to, we're not gonna talk about Mel's kids a lot, but I will just say that Mel's kids are also pale coming out of a minivan. No one's gonna stop them. No one's gonna say. My no. kids. Oh my god, y'all. When my first daughter was born, she is like blonde, blue eyes. So fair, so fair. People would ask me like where her, like if I was her nanny. Oh They'd my be like, oh, is, is she, are you her nanny? Are you her babysitter? And I was like, she came out of my vagina. <laughs> like she's I birthed mine. her. She is mine. She was made with all of my parts. This was not like in vitro. <laughs> this was me. <laughs> And it's awful. Like, so she actually looks like me. Like her bone structure, her I can't confirm. Line, I can't confirm. Everything looks like me. She's just like the blonde version of me. <laughs> and then my younger daughter looks just like my husband, exactly like my husband. She looks nothing like me. So I'm sure when I'm out in public with them, people are just like, look at look at the help the help with oh her my god I, can, I yeah i can confirm they look a lot like her but are paler <laughs> i can confirm um, they came in. Is, yes they did both my parents are very pale there was never a chance for me yeah no my dad my dad <laughs> is the reason I, I tan like my dad's the reason i don't sunburn i freckle that's and then, I freckle and I burn. No, my mom I'm she reflects. My mom like literally will reflect. She's like, "Oh, I, I'm an angel. I'm I, glowing. Like I, I don't even know how this happens." Um, her like oh. pin straight blonde hair just sitting. She's like, "Oh, I don't know. I just I reflect. It's fine." I like, "Oh, must be I'm nice." Just blessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she's just basking. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, you know, you know." And she actually, and she is one of those annoying. And she also, yeah, no, I just I can't. I can't. <laughs> you stopped calling your mom annoying. You're like, mm, wait. I love my mom. <laughs> no, my mom is perfect and wonderful, and like she's wonderful. And I'll be like, "Mom, you're literally like the societal like ideal." And she's like, "I don't know about that." And I'm like, "Okay." You? I think y'all need to have your moms on the show because I hear so much about your moms and I just want to know what they are like so badly. I purposely asked my mom not to listen to the show. I know. I remind her that my mom doesn't have to and she goes, no, I'm supporting you. She goes, my yeah. mom goes, yesterday my mom goes, do you want to go to church with me? And I was like, no. My mom knows she better. Goes, you can do your witchy prayers there. My mom knows better. They'll still work. And I was like, mom, I'm not going to church with you. Yeah, the only time, so my family's Catholic as well. Um, Wonderful. Obviously, like, Roman Catholic. Um, the only time I will go to church is I will go to Midnight Mass on Christmas because I love it. I think it's just, like, very soothing and inviting and warm and great. Um, but most of the time, like, you know, my mom will tell me something that she heard at Mass or whatever, and I'll, and I'll be like, oh, do you know that, like, lighting incense is, like something that uh, the Catholic Church absorbed from, like, the Middle East and is not actually, like, Catholic. Like, it's not, like, a like a strictly Christian thing. You know, like, all like, of oh. their yeah. routines and yeah. traditions. And yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the Christmas tree and like, that's, you know, yeah. And then we got into it because, you know, we didn't get into it. My mom is great. She listens to my show. She's really supportive. She tells all her friends about it. Like she wants me oh. to interview her boss at work. Like she's really, really good about it. <laughs> but like we kind of spar back and forth a little bit about religion. And uh, 
I asked her one time if she ever had any like paranormal experiences and she was like, no. And I was like, well, what happens at mass when the priest is like saying these magic words and then all of a sudden the bread and the wine become like literal flesh and you eat it. And she's like, I missy. Like what? That's not something I could ever get behind. And that's specifically Catholics. Like other Christianity Mm -hmm. doesn't believe that. But I was like, you're just going to look at me and you're going to tell me that now I'm eating this man. That's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's so terrible. Matt left. Yeah, Matt was <laughs> Matt like, "I'm was out." So upset, he left. We're talking about cannibalism. <laughs> no, I'm not afraid to talk about Jesus on this show. Everyone knows that. No, That's Jesus where my mom probably Jesus was probably a cool person. He was a cool dude. He was just There's a little just guy. Everyone else that I got a problem with. <laughs> my mom, she will accept that. She knows that I'm a huge Jesus fan, and she's like, "I'll take it." Yeah. Oh yeah, no. My mom is also. Well, my mom is the one who kind of got me more into that line of like, Jesus is great, but like, mm, maybe not. Well, I also, back maybe in my day, who worship you know, him. Ba- <laughs> back in my day when I was on my parish council, <laughs> that was, um, was that when I was in youth group? That, yeah. When Andrea was in youth group and I was on the parish council, it was, it was rough out here. And just then I went to college and I was like, let me try to, you know, be at church. And it was fine. And then I had some friends that were like, oh, you know, there's this like newer age, like more just like kind of Christian, like not super denominational, but just like a Christian church near college. And I went and I was like, oh, yeah, so it's it's like a cooler young priest. I was like, oh, or like person, whatever. And I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever. I'll try it. And I go and he literally his sermon is about Proverbs and how like gay people are terrible. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I was like, "Okay, so that's enough of that for right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. Um, It's it's wild. I mean, we had our our church had a deacon who was like during the where they like pray for everyone. He was like, "Oh, pray for the safety of uh, gay children and this and that." And the priest made him take it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was awful. (laughs) That's awful. And he also like also made him retract it. He also gave him a a sermon like that was of a similar vein about basically being like, "Love your neighbor means love everyone." And then like a week or two later, the um, yeah. That is wild. Was he like an Irish priest? He's awful. Like he also told the like, whole congregation. No. Uh, I have no idea. He told the whole congregation at a there? church I, a mass I wasn't at that he was going to talk to me about becoming a priest. Oh, yeah. The priest before the him. The priest before him was amazing. He literally like he would tell Catholics gay people like it's a waste of shame. He would give a sermon about like I. Father Frascador. Father Frascador I remember he gave a, a uh, sermon about on Christmas about the donkey that was deaf and about how Jesus healed the donkey and about how, you know, Jesus is like, was just here to heal and like to help us learn. And like, literally he like his first act of like being alive was like touching a donkey and healing it. And I remember that as a kid on Christmas Eve, I remember that because it was so good. And then after that, no, yeah. after that, no, no, this is terrible. So good. Toxic. Yeah. Yeah. The new one sucked. But who knows if father Frascador stayed, maybe I'd still be Catholic and that would be unfortunate. (laughs) who knows maybe i'd be straight you know like who knows maybe i'd be a uh, maybe you'd be married and miserable like all the rest of us yeah (laughs) no i'm joking i'm working on i love my husband he's amazing we've been together since we were 16 no complaints that's cute oh that's really nice that's really sweet so happy for you (laughs) i love when that works out (laughs) it has not been easy but it has been it has been act happier matt Yay, Yay! I love when a man and a woman find each other. I know it's my favorite. That passing privilege. <laughs> Nobody would ever guess I'm not straight. 
I get that a lot too. Actually, no, I get it the opposite. Everyone thinks I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and aren't you? And I love that. I go, you know what? Thank you. You're not. I yeah. appreciate it. You're not a lesbian. It's the nose ring. Yeah, just undecided. It's all of the like, funky glasses and the nose ring and the weird earrings. Well, the, whole <laughs> the cuff jeans. Queer community just treats like pan and bi people like they're undecided. Yeah, when they're not. Basically. Matt likes they to do that too. You. We're like, we just want to. Well, I do that I'm to kidding. gaslight you. <laughs> I like to gaslight you, Andrea. That's what I'm like. Oh, you like people? Mm, maybe you're asexual. Do I like, like people? like oh, people fun, come on fun fact about my mom on the podcast because we just mentioned her when i came out she asked me if i liked anyone as if like was i asexual mm-hmm. like she was like are you sure she's like do you like people like are you like mm-hmm. and i mean i'm demisexual so she wasn't completely wrong yeah like, she, was, she wasn't totally off yeah you were um, like i like some times people sometimes <laughs> i love love <laughs> i just love love you I know guess. i do too and it wins. but also <laughs> i don't think it loves me back <laughs> <laughs> I be be like talking. I feel like you guys need to talk to like Eros or something. Like I know y'all love. No, I literally work with Aphrodite. Aphrodite, but they're different. There's like, like Aphrodite is like beauty and romantic love and like that kind of sensual love. But where like Eros is like hookup love. You know what I mean? I feel like I've I've got enough hookup love. Don't you worry. Well, as a demisexual, like I do not want hookup Rhea's love. So really I think in Eros. Hookup love. <laughs> Eros, no, no, no. Eros says no, no. Yeah. Eros says I don't know. I don't, mean, I don't, I don't I know don't him. Hookups. Like I mean, like sex, like just like banging, like yeah. I feel like Eros. You is can say right. it on the pod. Like oh, we're, we're explicit. Sex. I know. I know. <laughs> sex. <laughs> All the up. sex. All the sex. Oh my goodness. This is a no. We are. I am a sex positive. I mean, just because I'm demisexual doesn't mean I don't sure. think that sex is great. He like, lives like, vicariously we love, through my experiences. <laughs> I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> maybe, but I maybe support your experiences you. when you're with a dude, like just you know. yes, just great for yeah, Andrea. Great Good for, for her. Thank you. She's right, and she should say it. Mel's right, I'm and Mel should a great say time. it. Like <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So I just want to be just like Mel when I grew up. I want to have so much um, one child that looks. I want to have one child that looks like me, one child that doesn't. I look just like um, my I mom. Have... <laughs> I look just like my mom did at this age. Um, and my sister looks Ooh. just like my entire dad's side of the family. But if we stand next to each other, me and my sister look so much alike. It makes no sense. No sense. Like we're very. Oh, I don't look like sisters. my sisters at all. <laughs> That's so interesting. No, no, Genetics like is fun. it is fun. Yeah, no, I, we all, me and my sisters all had different hair color, skin tones, eye color, body types, heights, yeah. like everything. You're a very eclectic family. And my you know, brothers and I look similar. But you know. <laughs> love wins. Love keeps us together. <laughs> love will keep us together. Love wins and love will keep us together. I once heard a song that said that. And yeah, I love it. I'm drinking out of like, the you mug know. you got me. Where's my camera? <laughs> he got me a Stranger yes, Things mug. Mm. And then like a week later he goes, have you seen Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. Matt, you bought me a mug for Christmas. That doesn't mean that you like it. I don't know what you're talking about. I love Stranger Things. We talk about it all the time, Matt. I know. And we talk about it because she likes D&D and how she likes that Stranger Things features D&D. very seriously like, did you watch it? (laughs) And I was like, do we ever talk? Listen. 
ADHD brain. Don't want to spoil it. Like it does not stick. No, I it really feel like literally it's just me that you're not listening. To. Literally. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but oh, <laughs> I would never do that to you. But no, ADHD. Phone. Mel knows. Mel, Mel gets it. I have that special trauma oh, ADHD brain that you know it all just comes together. Yeah. it just works really well. Matt, I've seen you three days in a row. How beautiful. Um, excuse me, oh, Mel's talking, Andrea. If you I could just let Mel finish her thought. I was literally just mumbling that I Thank don't you. think I have ADHD trauma brain. I just have regular plain old, like, head in the yeah. clouds ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. No, I have, I think the trauma mm. came first. Yeah, it's I, a chicken or egg. I know that way. the trauma came yeah. first. Yeah, I was born this way. It was a chemical imbalance. Almost definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm just anxious because my whole dad's side of my family is anxious, but like Everything, the ADHD yeah, and all that, that came from I the trauma. With, so, you know, I we can, love. I can track through my lineage. I can yeah. look at my relatives and yeah. be like, there it is. Me I too. My grandfather my trauma. Like, will not leave the house or go certain places, even though he's lived in Miami for like 60 years because his anxiety is like so bad. My grandma and, won't travel anywhere that she can't do um, a car or a train. Yeah. She will not go yeah. on a boat. She will not go in a they plane. Know what they, and like. I'm like, oh, they know what they're about. Oh, but when you know, I say they just, anxiety, they know their boundaries. Like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, 100%. That's and then the my devil's, mom will look the me devil's dead brain. That's not real. Like, Don't you think they're overdiagnosing ADHD these days? Even though I had the full like neuro eval. And in no, the they've same just been underdiagnosing breath, it. Like in the same breath, she'll say, she's told me, oh, when I was little, I had to drink like cafe con leche, like, um, Cuban coffee with milk mm -hmm. every day before school because if I didn't, I couldn't pay attention. And I'm like, so a stimulant, a stimulant, mm. so that you could focus at school. And if you didn't, you couldn't focus at school. Tell me more, <laughs> tell me more. I told my mom once that I thought I had ADHD and it just went unnoticed because I was really smart. See, and she goes, Shh, everyone thinks they have ADHD. Looks away. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh no, see. <laughs> My, I have, I'm the yeah, same boat as Andrew. No, like, no, I'm just smart. So cool. I'm just like, oh, it's fine. I don't really need to pay attention. That's We're going to leave her alone. She <laughs> learns the stuff on her own and figures it out. A hundred percent. It was the same. I could pass all of my tests, you know, 4.5 GPA at the end of high school. Yeah, no. Great scores <sighs> on the ACT and SAT. Ask me now if I remember any of that shit. No, I just knew how to take a test. Like, I did, Yeah, I didn't difference. even study for the SATs. Killed it the no. first time. Never took it yeah, the same. second time because I didn't need to. Because I'm a great test Amazing. taker. If it's mm -hmm. multiple choice, I could mm -hmm. take a test on something I don't know about. Well, I mean... Yep, 100%. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. nursing school is like... Amazing. It is. It's, it's the like, most correct. Well, nursing school is literally <laughs> yeah. like learning how to this take tests. This is how they're going to grade you on the school. NCLEX. And if you do bad on the awful. NCLEX, it looks bad on us. So you better do Yeah, it. nursing school like, is actually, awful. Actually, all the answers are correct, but which one's the most? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Do it. Well, it sounds like torture. Well, I'm gonna put nursing school on blast. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put nursing school on absolute blast to, right now. So everybody, Mel, I hope you're buckled in. You hope in. I have my Andrea, what? I hope you have your socks. Okay. Okay. Oh no, LPNs are the backbone of the fucking medical. <laughs> when I was like, a I can't even. But okay. So in medical school, in medical school, when I was a doctor. Um, no, in nursing school. <laughs> oh no. Uh, no, just freaking nursing school when everybody goes, 
oh yeah because a white guy they're like oh so when are you gonna become a doctor though like this is just before medical school right and i'm like no 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 this just is it um i know i know so you're like i was told this was gonna be a good job that paid well yeah literally i was like right yeah how'd that go man hashtag COVID. yeah healthcare hero and then covid oh and then the head of the hospital the head of the hospital I work for, which we won't name, um, literally in okay. an interview when asked about hazard pay, Let me said, oh, healthcare professionals know what they're how, getting into. Yes, healthcare providers know that they might occasionally be put into a dangerous situation, right? Occasionally. That's why we have go, go. reverse Rant. airflow rooms Rant. or whatever. But healthcare workers, nobody, nobody in this planet yeah. signed yeah. up for a literal pandemic coupled with a shortage or rationing of critical equipment that should not have existed because capitalism does like, you know what I mean? Nobody signed up for that. If I think that if they had done their part, they being the government had done their part and made sure that healthcare facilities got the number one access to masks and other PPE, real masks, not shitty masks, not respirators that you have to reuse for a month because you're out of respirators, but like actual protocol respirators that you throw out after using that maybe nurses wouldn't be so fucking upset right now, but that's not right. what they got. They got the but shaft, also, and it was terrible. Like, hazard pay, even if you know there's going to be some hazards, that's what the pay is for. Exactly. Exactly. Just and I'm sorry? You were no, expecting it. Literally. You shouldn't get paid for it. A hundred percent. Especially oh, no. when you know those hospital CEOs <laughs> and hospital boards are walking away making millions of dollars a year because of Which they what they're be. doing. Right. But it's because of what the nurses and the techs Ugh. and the doctors are doing. It's ridiculous. I also just don't trust doctors. Well, freaking, um, the, just to be on the board... Like, if you're on the board of this hospital, which, like, this is, like, every hospital. If you're on the board of the of the hospital, like, the trustees or whatever, and then, like, even you mm-hmm. retire or whatever, you're still making, mm-hmm. like, millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. from being on the board That's at horrible. one point. Hospitals it's ridiculous. should not be for profit. Um, no, yeah, no, and the one I work for is. So, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. I just love being there. So, <laughs> you really convincing. <laughs> anyway. It's a paycheck. Look. I, nursing is my passion. I, I really um, think you should go into it. But, no, during COVID... I probably should, but during COVID, I, this is not even the story I was going to tell, but during COVID, I am an OR nurse. I've only mm-hmm. ever worked in the operating room. That's all I've done from nursing school. Like I did an internship in the operating room on, in my own mm-hmm. time, like during, like in between nursing school things, and then went into the OR and yeah, that's, and so then during COVID, they like put me on a floor and I was like, I literally don't know how to do this. Like this isn't. I work in an operating right. room where someone's asleep mm-hmm. and like they're doing surgery on them. Like I don't like my the way I talk to patients is very different because <laughs> the way I talk to patients is like literally asleep. getting them to calm down and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like literally the way I talk to patients is like getting them to trust me so they can go to sleep. Like that is basically. And so then when I'm like actually like talking to patients and I'm yeah. like, oh, sorry, you have COVID. Like, yeah, like, you're not what, used. Like, you're what? not used to providing that so, level of like bedside. Yeah, no. And also, the skills are totally different in an OR than they are like in med surge or an ICU. They That's really why are. You don't float floors often unless you have to. You know, I don't know, man. I have you noticed? Exactly. Uh, yes. No. Meanwhile, I'm like paging for Every anesthesia on a floor. Have, I'm like, where's like, the anesthesia team? Like, <laughs> where, where are they? Stuff. Just we, we talk to them and we sit there and we bash nursing and it's so fun. Ely nursing. The thing is. The- 
the problem isn't nursing. The problem is the healthcare healthcare yes. system. Yeah. But I because yeah. I I love capitalism. Yes, I would not work in a hospital because all of our local hospitals are private and a lot of them are religiously based. Mm-hmm. There's one particular mm-hmm. chain, I don't know if they have it up where you guys are, that's Adventist. Oh, God. Like, very preachy and very, like, they don't even let employees bring pork on site. So, like, if you bring your own lunch and it's like a pork sandwich, you can't bring it because they don't eat pork. can't be legal. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, but it is because it's a religious institution it's so bad it's like catholic hospitals that don't have to perform abortions like ridiculous Um, or hospitals that um don't like won't let you put an iud in after after birth right oh my god yep also catholic yes Yes, but uh yeah Um, (laughs) so i will yeah but nursing school Uh, but i will say nursing can be part of the problem though i will say because when i was (laughs) when i was in nursing school and i went to a very I mean, I just say I went to a nice nursing school. I went to actually I can say their names. What what are they gonna do? Come get me? Take my degree back? Yeah, I went to UMass Amherst, <laughs> and it is okay. and it is okay. and it is do. a very nice like it has a very good reputation to the yeah, it like is. I actually didn't even know that how good a reputation they had because I just applied because I was like F UConn. I don't want to go UConn, so I applied. Honestly, to- you you couldn't drive around UConn without accidentally hitting someone with your car from our high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he throws me. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I love nursing. Like when I when I would do home health care and stuff and work mm-hmm. for hospice, that was great. But I hated having to do like my clinicals at a hospital. It just felt so icky. They were so yeah. like understaffed, and they focused so much on just getting patients out of the hospital that like. You would get what they would call like frequent flyers because they never actually treated their problem. They would just manage the symptoms until they were stable and just awful. I don't work in nursing anymore. I never did. (laughs) (laughs) That always goes, I'm an essential worker. And I was like, if I could never be essential in my entire life, that'd be great. I strive to be like invisible. (laughs) I would like to not be perceived at all. Yeah, exactly. Me, I say on my podcast that I host. <laughs> I don't want to be perceived. Uh, oh, well, Matt was in the middle of a rant. He's probably just going to be like, I went to a really great school and it prepared me for nothing. And nursing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> or like it only taught oh. you to manage like liability rather than actual patient-centered care. Yeah. Welcome back, Matt. Hello. hello hello sorry every time hello. you rejoin so, yeah. it makes a little laser noise <laughs> we also have really a new fun. angle now yeah hello yes i moved so basically Absence when i was right in this what just go <laughs> i hate you uh, no, I, I love you uh love and light just kidding i am not a love and light person but anyway um so I went to this very, I went to a nicer school and it was all like, you know, well-off mm-hmm. white women that were teaching everything. My cultural diversity um, was taught by a woman who was older than dirt and was very white and pale. And one of her inspiring stories was about having to give health care to an ugly baby that was redeemable because Look, it had light eyes. Babies oh are my God. I'm not going to lie. Not sometimes. That was the redeeming the quality of the all story. All babies Newborn yeah, I know. I was covered in slime. My slime time live when I was looked at her. I was like, "This is a really cute kid," and I mean that because I will tell you if your kid's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andrea's rude. No, as hell. my kids were weird. So when they no, but about. it happens. 
And now they're now they're, they're the cutest little things. I was a now they're the cutest angel. little nuggets. But I didn't sure. pop out. I was. I. I uh, no. I was mine, removed. Mine, I was uh, removed. Ripped and tore their way. <laughs> they were warriors. No, they they sliced and diced. I, I came out. I actually had a little halo when I came out, but I was covered in muck. So you know, Wait, did you I come out in the shadow and highest self? Like in the sack? Were you born in the, in the sack? What? Like I know you were a C-section, but did they remove you in the amniotic sack, or were you like removed from the amniotic sack? I think I was removed from the sack, but I was just covered in like like I was just not. Well, yeah, and, yeah you no. were like a super preemie, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it was it was rough, when but um, born... but no, apparent. Oh, I'm sorry, you you weren't done. I'm sorry. Yeah, can I just thank you? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. When I was when I came out, no, I had a little halo, and they actually, I have a picture, I have a Polaroid somewhere of me with a little halo when I was born. And that, my mom was like, "You were a little angel," and I'm like, "Yeah, I was." Not anymore. It. Uh, not anymore though. <laughs> I, when I was born, I was um, not crying, but I was breathing. Mm. I just didn't want to make a fuss, you know. And <laughs> oh no, so I, I was crying but not breathing. To see if I was breathing. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe that's where all, maybe that's where all of my issues stem from. <laughs> I was welcomed into this world with a smack. Yeah, I've always been a loudmouth. I came out screaming, and I'm still screaming, like, 37 years later. I cry like it's nobody's business now. <laughs> and you look great. I so when my, for it. <laughs> when my husband was born, this has to be, I'm going to just say it's a New England thing, because I've never heard of this happening anywhere else. He was also quiet, and the doctors held him up to show him to his mom. It's very peaceful and he here. he fell know? asleep. He fell asleep, like, as he was being held up. And so everybody panicked because they thought something happened. No, he was literally just sleeping. So they had to whack him He's to wake like, him up. Guys, that was really hard. I gotta take a nap. <laughs> oh yeah, no, my uh, my birth was traumatic. It's fine. Um. Oh yeah. So the thing about nursing school, the thing about nursing school was just basically my body does this fun little thing where like when I get super stressed, like my orthohypo will come back, like my pulses will get fainter. Okay. Um, my body just kind of gives up, and so at my most stressed out in nursing school was when I was also taking physical assessment. And the, and the you know, well-off, bougie white women that, like, were like, you have to, you know, get put through, like, military training to basically be a nurse because it's hard. And I was like, all right, calm down. <laughs> like, I get it. You're rich and think you're better than me because you're old. Like, shut up. But anyway, like, I get it. Like, you've never had to, you know, be poor. And, like, you're married to, like, a rich professor doctor and you're a nurse and you think you're better than me. I get it. But anyway. Um... <laughs> She literally, I had one of the, one of the um, most accomplished professors there mark my name down because my pulses were getting weaker and weaker on like my distal pulses so that she wouldn't fail other people for not being able to feel them, but never said anything about it. Just said, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm just going to write down your thing and that's fine. And it doesn't matter. So she didn't tell you that your pulse was getting faint? As, did no, she say, she... hey Matt, you should sit down because I've noticed that you No, being... she just made an announcement about how other people weren't going to get failed for not feeling my pulses. Class on. Excellent bedside yeah. manner. So that's nursing school for you. That's nursing school in America. I went to engineering school. It was a lot different. And she yeah. turned out great. <laughs> I'm so stable. Yes. You make a gnarly podcast. It's awesome. Thank you. I mean, I'm just happy I to be here. I did learn audio editing life. in school. So yeah. I used my degree. And now she uses it. Started this mm. podcast. I had three drinks, and I have finished two of them. Woohoo! spicy. Um. So should we do some witchcraft? Should we do yes. our reading? Okay, one second. One second. You're never prepared. All right. So speaking of witchcraft, 
I just wanted to go back to what we were talking about before, like with um, mm-hmm. kind of like bridging that in between space of like not quite like American enough and like not being super Latino either, like right. this in between generation. It's really funny because like I love making altars, so I have like mm-hmm. three or four areas in my house that are like altar spaces, and all of them still have like hi. It's Mel! It's Krista! Um, we got a little cameo from Krista. Yeah. Krista says hi. Krista of. So you go on Instagram <laughs> and you type in at Crochet Witch Wears. Yes. <laughs> buy her tarot decks and buy her cute little bags. They're adorable. Oh my god, her Oracle deck is so fucking cute. I have one. Um, I have an exclusive um, from the Crochet Witch herself. I'll link them in the bio. It is. Oh, sorry, it is. in the description. Not the they bio. are numerous. They are numerous. Don't be like Mel. <laughs> Don't be like Mel. Oh wait, hold on. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna so interrupt. Yeah, she's telling a story. Something. I was talking about no, I was talking about like how I love making altars and I have a bunch of different ones in my house and uh like occupying that in between space between being like, you know, Latin and American and kind of like bridging that gap. And something that yeah, I like here. to do in my altars is I still have like saint candles, you know, like like um, Guadalupe or uh, La Caridad del Cobre, which is like the patron saint of Cuba. And I have all of my grandparents like rosaries. Like, so when they died and I would get their rosaries, I put them up on their altar and it's really cute. Aww. Like a nod to them because it's not important to me, but it's important to them. And so I like to bring that in. I think witchcraft is great though, because you can find it in like almost any culture. I think witchcraft yeah. is neat. I love it. It's my fave. It's great. Oh my god! One one thing, one fun thing about me is I asked Mel once if she worked with um, Santa Morte, (laughs) and she goes, "I'm not Mexican." (laughs) I was like, "God, Mel." Well, well, no, she's like, "God." First of all, valid question because death is like my favorite concept, like my favorite deity. (laughs) Um, but also no because Santa Morte scares me. I'm a chicken. She she makes me uncomfortable. That was the next thing she not said Matt. after telling me she wasn't Mexican. <laughs> she she was like, I'm not Mexican, I'm Matt. Not. Like God. But I've read a lot of like She was like what? Yeah, I've read a lot of books by people that are like um affiliates or whatever of hers. They're Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Those people. Well, Those and they're always like they're always so, like you know. be careful with her because like there's always gonna be a price to pay and you don't know what it is and you can't like you don't have like say in oh, it. Oh god. So Usually it's like something in turn. So like, you know, if you like put someone in a jar and stick them in the freezer, like the same thing could happen to you or whatever kind of thing. And I'm like, no, that, that doesn't sound like a kind of oh God. Yeah. Sound like the relationship that I want with a My a deities just want archetype. me to buy them things. <laughs> yeah, right? Hecate, I could just put like fruit on her altar. Hecate like, is like, Hecate's yeah. like, I just want names. Hecate's like, I just give me names. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Hecate, you yeah, win. I give her garlic <laughs> and I give her like pomegranate and she's happy. She's good. Every once in a while I give her pomegranate just so she knows that I respect Persephone's her. like, have you like touched a flower but also worn black today? And I'm like, you're right. I should do both those things today. You're right. <laughs> that's that's a vibe. You're like, hey, you're right. I should wear my flower crown but also all black. You're right. Yeah. Wait, Matt, while we're here, and this is the first time we've recorded since like before all of those ufos got shot down what do we think about oh aliens? oh yeah mel tell us what about do we ufos think? are they here take us through do it mel. Think take here? us through the ufos i think they're here okay so my next episode is going to be about ufos specifically in latin ah. america obviously like it's all latin american based but look at that segue <laughs> um 
I love Aliens. Like, my favorite show ever was The X-Files. You know, give me some David Duchovny. Give me some (laughs) Gillian Anderson. Yes, right there. Um... I I believe that there are extraterrestrial beings for sure. I do not think that we're yeah, in the absolutely. Universe. I agree. I, I mean, am if not... there's planets like ours out there, like already proven, we and would be pretty are. like self-centered to think that we're the only intelligent life on any of yeah. these planets. I mean, I think I'm the most intelligent, but I want to say I'm the only intelligent. <laughs> I agree. I think I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as far as like have extraterrestrials visited our planet, like so I fight with myself in my brain because my my paid work, like the work that I actually do is for NASA. I'm a contractor and so That's like so cool. I work with a space agency. Yeah, thank you. It's it's kind of boring. I do um software QA. So I do like, quality assurance for software, but yes, yes. I I break things and then I file tickets so that they get Yeah. Fixed. Um so like my my science brain is like there's no evidence that extraterrestrials have been here like hard evidence but then like my my soul says yes like yes I want to believe I just I feel want like to believe there, there probably aliens. is high hard evidence they're just not telling us exactly that would be my guess and my guess would be that it's the military like, think yes not anybody else it's the CIA working with the military they're not telling yeah. us anything the Pentagon and now means. and now they're coming to the planet. I think we're going to have a little doctor. You know, who I moment. think the government has our best interests in mind. That's what I think. I think the government would do anything to hurt us yes, because I think they care about us. 100% is always thinking about what's best for the people and not itself. I, as a non-binary gay <laughs> yeah. person, I feel I've never been safer, honestly. As and a, I've never been more valued. As a Hispanic what woman wins? in the state of Florida where Ron DeSantis is governor, I agree. My oh, government God. cares about me. <laughs> Um, crochet witch wears officially sides with the government and also on all things uh, just directly from Krista Krista said that she feels safe with the government and that she um, really likes what white men tell her what to do it's her this favorite thing this is the way we have yes. the disclaimer at the beginning of our podcast don't take anything <laughs> Krista is a government ever. ally <laughs> is this a podcast yeah. or is it like a shit cast like it's like shit posting yeah, right? in podcast form yeah. like <laughs> exactly well I mean I've always we, wanted yeah, to be a we, shit poster I love this let's do it there's a new direction for in my right witches. I love I love the reviews from our guests. Is this a shit? Pod? Yes. Is this a Isn't shit? Cast? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mel comes over no, here just, like, yeah, this is listen, really cool. I rated you five stars. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. No yeah. complaints here. Oh yeah. I just feel like you're a real fan. Five stars. Yeah. Okay. So let's do this reading because because yes. you know let's just do a reading. I want to prove to Crystal that I'm a good reader because she's watching. Yes. So I will say, last time Matt did a reading for me, it was very spontaneous because apparently. I had a weird dream, and then he had had a, a dream or a vision also about me and pulled cards, sure and it was like him. so fucking on site, like like on point. It was. Thank you. It's on site. It, <laughs> boom, boom. It's on site. I was in an, I was tipsy when I was getting this reading from Matt, and I was like, oh my god, this person literally can like see my soul. What is happening right now? I it was intense. I do. It was um, intense. Two days ago, I was at Matt's house and he was giving someone a reading. He goes, I don't know why this is so like very pointed at you. And I was like, because that's how you read people, Matt. Because that's how you read um, people. <laughs> it's pointed to everyone Kristen, always. Are pointed. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, We've had guests come on and cry. Krista confirmed. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I almost cried on my... Cried. 
He was reading me via Instagram messages and I was almost crying. I was like, Steven, like I'm calling my husband, like, look at what Matt is saying. Yeah, I was like, he doesn't even know me. We haven't even met yet, but he's like hitting every point. He doesn't even go here. Yeah, I don't. They're talking about how good I am as a reader. Matt. Um, do your job. which way is this here? Um, and she was just saying hi. Why doesn't she, why doesn't she join Listen. This is not her time yet. Because then he would have to take his that? headphones off and I would have to get all, rid of all the echo. And that sounds yeah, horrible. That's and Crochet Witch wears I don't want to get rid of on Instagram will be a guest when she steps up to the plate. She's not earned her right to be a guest I'm yet. I'm waiting, Krista. Yeah, Mel says she's waiting. Okay, so Mel, are you, are you okay with me giving a reading in front of Andrea, Krista, of and our tens of listeners? Our tens of listeners <laughs> will hear this. We've got a solid like, our 40 something listeners will hear this. Hey. That's exciting. It took me two years to get like a hundred. Okay, so one day. Yeah, we're working. It is what it is. We'll get there. That's why we need a business meeting, Matthew. So anyway, Mel, (laughs) uh, would you like a deck about the DC characters, a deck about the Stranger Things characters, or a deck about folklore and deities? Folklore and deities. That's my jam. Uh, Okay, well that one's in the other room. So let me grab it. (laughs) So you could do. No wait. Oh well. Oh no, he's gone. That's okay. He's got places to be. So I'm reading. You got this... the DC deck yesterday. Yeah. I'm... So I'm reading this book uh, that I heard reviewed on. No, not reviewed. Um, the author was interviewed on this podcast called "Let's Talk About Myths, Baby," mm-hmm. and the book is called "Stone Blind." It's like a retelling of the Medusa story, and Ooh. it is so good so far. I'm only like halfway through, but it's really good. Much recommend. I... It inspired me to do a little like snake nails i don't know if you can see them they're little snakes i have a snake tattoo <gasps> yay it's so cute i actually got it right around tattoo. when i realized oh it's a little ghost stop it's, it's, i have a moon too moon. ah i love that i got so excited i just made a weird noise <laughs> um i have a moon tattoo too but there's a cow in it <laughs> oh i have a lot of moon tattoos i i kind of have like an obsession with the moon so these are for Love my it. daughters like the the blue crab because yeah, my oldest is a cancer and then my youngest Aww. is a scorpio so our house is chaos because i'm an aquarius and my husband is a libra and he doesn't know what to do with us honestly i'm not gonna lie i'm yeah. a libra as well i don't know what to do specifically with cancer <laughs> he doesn't know he doesn't understand her at all he's like she's upset why is she upset and i'm like <laughs> they're always upset i can't tell you <laughs> Yeah. Beautiful at, crocheted witchwear bag. At crochet witchwear wow. just made me a new bag. It's no big deal. I'm just better than other people. Um, yes, you are. Matt, we just... still don't do video, so no one can see. <laughs> You'll have to post it. Thank God, because I've been like wiping my nose like the whole video. Yeah. It's beautiful. It was a black crocheted bag with a red bottom and it, yeah, it was almost like braided ties at the top. It was very. It was almost like like Mickey mini vibe. Like yes. Look at the non-Greek okay. deity, Atmel. Atmel, look at the. Non- <gasps> That's fun. Oh, uh, I'm. We'll have to talk one day about like, like deity. I don't even know what to call it. That's Not all discrimination, he talks about. <laughs> but like, but like how um, 
it seems like ancient Greek and ancient Roman deities are always like the deities that everything else is structured off and of. And they made them look paler. Wow. And they took the like all their skin tone off of their statues. Right? Um, that's fun. Yes. And like yeah. I'm like, how come y'all are drawing art of Hecate with like pin straight hair when she probably had giant black kinky curls and also like the, really dark skin? The fact that it was all like intermingled with the Middle East and Egyptian deities and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine, mm-hmm. whatever. So what do we want to know about Mel? What do we want to know about? Um, I don't care. Surprise me. Love it. All right. So you right now. Let's see. Oh, you right now is the Six of Coins. Okay. 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 So recently there have been some things that boiled over, some especially in your personal, professional, but more like creative professional life. There have been things that boiled over that were getting to a point where you were like, this needs to be changed. And you made some changes. And you had some tough conversations, but, but you don't feel like everything is fully resolved yet, and you're kind of picking up the pieces. Alrighty, yep. now let's, so moving forward, moving forward, you have the world. Okay. So it's saying that just because you kind of you may feel like you cut yourself off, kind of, or you might feel like you kind of ended something before it was its time. But it's saying that first of all, you can restart that whenever you want, and second of all, you're going to have a lot of other options moving forward. So just because you end something doesn't mean it was prematurely or that you can't start it again or start something new. They're saying they have a lot more opportunities moving forward. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, Page of Swords. Oh, page of so Swords, cute. we love. We stand. I love these cards. Really so, Page of yeah. Swords is saying right now is about research and information. And you're probably thinking to yourself, all I do is fucking research. All I do is freaking look stuff up. But this is saying that this is the kind of research that you can't do on a computer or in a book. This is a kind of internal reflection it's calling you back to shadow work. It's calling you back to inner child work. It's calling you back to knowing yourself because you're only going to know what's actually filling your cup and what's overwhelming you after you do more reflection. You're only going to do, you're only going to know what's going to help you move forward and what is going to serve you after you've done more reflection. Okay. Wait, is this making sense? This is making sense. So this is, uh, I, I feel like this is very specifically giving me advice about the show like the podcast and where to go because I had taken so much time off of it and then um like honestly I got really burned out doing the Spotify thing because I felt like I was focusing so much on making a show that had been like a passion project for me into something like marketable and that was profitable and that I could sell to a company right that I forgot why I started it in the first place, like what mattered to me about it. So I feel like these are very spot on right now. Okay. So moving forward, that all makes, that makes a lot of sense. The two mm-hmm. of swords are saying that again, you kind of felt like you were getting kind of um, horse blinders on almost, or like there was kind of being like pushed in a certain direction and you weren't sure if that's what you yep. wanted. So, so right now it's kind of flipping this idea of the emperor and saying that like, instead of letting the, the programs or the other things that kind of got involved control you, it's saying you're trying to kind of take control back of what you want to do and how you want to do it. It's just saying that after you have done some reflection, it's up to you to say, I'm in control of what I create. Love it. Love that. Which yeah. then leads us to the woman in the hair. Ah, what a fun card. And it's saying that your own practice and your own experience in life has guided you in your podcast and what you're doing. And it will continue to guide it because you can make as much room or if you want to bring some of your craft in, integrate that in, or you can keep that separate. So it's saying it's up to you. If you want to have stuff be private, you can, or if you want to bring some of your craft in, 
it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I think that that's great because that's kind of what my hope is like starting it now this year again is that I don't hold myself to like as rigid of, of like a standard and I can be more flexible and expand the topics beyond just like folklore or whatever and talk more about my experiences or my guests' experiences. Even having guests would be like something pretty new for me. I know someone that could go on. Yeah. <laughs> I I know a couple of people. They're kind of okay, I guess. Oh my you know? goodness. You are a wild child, Mel. So yeah, what I'm really getting is that Am I? to deal with the outer stress, you need to deal with um, the roots of this, the roots of responsibility, the roots of feeling like everything has to be something. Like, why do you, like, where is this feeling of this has to be something professional? Because it is partially from this program you're in, but there's also deeper roots as to why passion projects are being made to feel like they have to be something else. Yeah. And so it's, uh, you're being called to for look sure. into that as well. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of that comes from being like, um, not an immigrant kid, but like my family was not wealthy growing up. So like, there was no, like, I mean, obviously as a kid, we could have things just because we want like toys or whatever, because they were fun. But like the adults in my life didn't have that, right? They didn't have hobbies. They couldn't afford hobbies. And so like, I feel, I feel a lot of conflict because I'm financially privileged now and I do have money to spend on hobbies just for fun. But I were, I have like guilt around that and about mm -hmm. spending a lot of money and, and not getting anything back. I feel like I should be working to get that back. Um, even if it's not necessary and not like good for me. Yeah. Matt, you have Jeez, to talk into the nah. microphone. I said, Oh my goodness. Just, <laughs> Calling me out. And I, yeah, he's really good at and that. And I think that's something to yes. grow on, you know? <laughs> wow, I, I think so. The other day when you were giving someone a reading and I was like, wow, I think this applies to me. I think this one also applies to you. This isn't about you, Andrea. Wait, you said apply. No, it's about you. I don't know what you're talking about, Andrea. You're being crazy right now. I'm just giving Mel a reading. I want to hear the tea from Mr. I just think oh, no, I'm the same one. No, I, just, everything you yeah, said is about me. he just struggles having hobbies. Yeah, I struggle having hobbies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. He talks to me about it like once a week. You know, <laughs> this about Mel. Just for reassurance, this is I'm Mel's the reassurance reading. friend. I'm the blind support. I know? literally told Mel this morning. I was like, yeah. I, I did a shadow work reading, and now it's time to read you instead. I'm like, now it's time to move <laughs> on. I was like, the, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And then the cards were like, mm, but this also applies to you. <laughs> um, they're sneaky like that. They are. They really are. I love my cards. I have so many decks, and I want more because I love them all so much. They're really good. I just got a new deck recently that, um, actually, I was really surprised. A publishing company reached out and wanted me to review it because it's like a, a Latin American, uh, like symbolism deck, and Ooh. it was it's really fun. It's really cute. My favorite card on it is the Death card, where um, two indigenous people are uh, killing a colonizer. Yeah. Uh, Woo! Yes. I was like, oh, this is great. This is so good. So good. Hello, so why great. I don't do ancestor work. Hello, hello, wag. Why you don't like your, you don't like your colonizing ancestors? You well, the I'm Vikings are about? okay. They never hurt nobody. Not, not the Vikings. <laughs> like, what do you mean the Vikings are okay? They didn't do nothing to nobody. They, they certainly didn't, like, go to Ireland and Scotland and do their, you know, essaying and right, pillaging thing. Pillaging? No. Crochet witch wearers. Pillaging. 
The pirates. Which wears agrees that the Vikings are gentle people. <laughs> yes. They're definitely not warriors. Giant warriors. Probably not. Anyway, no. that deck I got is called, um, what is it called? Of Just course, kidding. Of course. Of course. Where yes, of it? course. I've heard that's a good deck. Of course. Um... Oh my god, I seriously, I just had the name of it and now it's gone. Secrets of Paradise Tarot. It's great. Secrets of Paradise Tarot, featuring the death yes. of colonizers. Featuring the death of colonizers and lots of super fun, like, Caribbean deities and um, all of that good stuff. I love to it. have representation of everyone being killed. Uh, it is. Yes, we love representation. And just because white people shouldn't necessarily work with all kinds of deities, we should at least acknowledge that they exist. Yes. But but we don't need to work with them. We could just say, oh, look, they're great. Yes, we you don't. Love. We can say, oh, we know someone who might know more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not part of a closed practice, and I don't necessarily think that, like, Caribbean deities or whatever Latin deities should necessarily be closed out. But I respect that there are closed practices, like uh, Santeria is a closed practice. You have to be invited to join and... Uh, yeah, let's not let's not try and. But you can listen to this. the song by Sublime, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes, as a as a child of the two thousands, I stand. My brain it. was like that word's familiar. <laughs> I just started singing. Santeria and crystal balls, baby. Yeah. What a great episode! Where can we find Egos Meal content? I ghost meal content is basically only on Instagram. I tried TikTok for a while. It sucked for my mental health. So I'm off of that mm. shit. shit. Um, so basically Instagram at I ghost meal, A-Y-G-H-O-S-T-M-I-O. And uh, will be linked in the description. Yeah. And the podcast is kind of, you know, all the normal places, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the good stuff. And we have a website, iGhostMeal.com. It's all pretty Pretty simple. And she's pretty neat. I'm okay, I guess. Right, Andrea? <laughs> she's pretty neat. I thought this was a great episode. I thought it was, was alright. I mean, <laughs> Listen, if you want a spot on my show, I'm just kidding. Uh, it nah. was actually just okay. I need more compliments. Please, Matt, this time. Matt you have to be nice. You're white. <laughs> Damn it. I knew that no, was he's Italian. He's Italian, and we're like Spanish, so we got... We're like... Brothers in Christ. Here. Oh my God! Yeah, no. <laughs> my actually no, like my poor freaking tan father. Good for him. Like good for him. Yes. Yes. Me doesn't get a sunburn. Mm, I'm like not really white. Mm. Like mm. <laughs> I, I tan. So I'm hey. over here going. I'm Polish and Irish. I'm as white as it comes. Hey. Me, me goes to the beach yeah. with my blonde mother. Mm, I'm tan. So next to her, I look. I'm, yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> no big deal. Oh, yeah. my, I have a friend. Um, I have some friends that aren't white, so, so I'm fine. Like. <laughs> yeah, I you know I have white friends, so basically I experience all the people. Yeah, there you go. Of being white. It's fun. There you go. Me hangs out with my straight sibling. Mm, I'm also straight, so I'm also heteronormative. So <laughs> my Look, straight sibling. Oh my god, my brother's my youngest brother is in the army, so um, my anti-capitalist, you know, anti-war views, and we get along so well. We're besties. Illy. <laughs> Illy. Well, there's a no, lot of he's... people who leave the military with, like, anti-war views. Nah, he's in it. He's in it career. Ugh. He likes it. 
Rough. And honestly, like, I'm proud of him because he works really hard for, like, what he wants. And he is very passionate about it. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. Good for him. We just don't, we just don't have the same views on a lot of things. So that's okay. You know, good for him. You know, I had a good father once. <laughs> I know. I have a good father. And where is he now? He's good. Remind um, me. In the ground. Remind so, me. <laughs> thanks for checking in. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you guys for chatting with me. I just, goodbye everyone. I just want to, before we hung up, I want to say that when Andrea asked where my dad is, Krista pointed in the direction of the cemetery. (laughs) I just want everybody to know that. Wait, is he actually at the cemetery near your house? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. We'll have to go hang out. Every time we pass it, he goes, my daddy's in there. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to Rhode Island later this year, and I'm going to go visit you, and I want to go meet your dad. Okay, so we're going to go hang out at the cemetery. Amazing. Oh, but no, you are invited anytime. Mm. Much love. Everybody go listen to what Mel has to say all the time. love wins. Yes. And remember, love wins. Bye. Bye. Bye.